lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that's looking at 2022 and thinking, we've seen this movie before. And my name is Larry Wu. I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, Larry, uh, happy new year to you, sir. I hope you had a good holiday uh, holiday break. Despite oh. the fact, like, as you say, we're coming out of this holiday break to, to, to a sort of worse world than we left our listeners with when we, uh, uh, when we went on our hiatus. Oh, God. Well, first off, welcome to season three. Can you imagine that, Curtis? We're now on season three. We we didn't experience a sophomore slump as predicted by the pundits, so that's pretty good. Um, but you are totally correct, Curtis. The beginning of 2022 feels like bad direct-to-DVD sequel for any given movie. Like those movies that you see in a small-town IGA right by the checkout counter. Yeah, you're you like I, I, you, the, like th- this movie made no money in the theater. I can't believe that they bothered to do a uh, a sequel. But you know, a a a, a direct to uh, a direct to video sequel could be a bit of a cash cow. <laughs> but there are also sequels that no one asked for, and that's how I feel like that's a, that's what the world is at this point in time. Mary, are you trying to tell me that you did not ask for Lake Placid versus Anaconda? <laughs> Coming together of those two great comedy horror franchises. Yeah, you're right. Because that's a combination of two franchises. Well, I'll I'll give them air quotes in in franchises. So Lake Placid, if memory serves, is the giant alligator, right? That's the giant alligator, yeah. And Anaconda is obviously the snake, unless they kind of pull some kind of weird movie MacGuffin type thing. But yeah, so it's the snake versus the alligator. Who would you put your money on? Um, that's a good question. Um, it's, it's tough to say. I think, I think the snake, uh, you know, because if, if, if the anaconda can constrict the giant alligator, you know, the giant alligator, you know, doesn't, doesn't really have the, it it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't have a neck, right? So it can't like reach around and bite the snake. If the snake, if the snake can get on its flank, I think the snake has the clear advantage. Anacondas are... They're, they're, are they constrictors? I don't know my snake uh, types. Are they constrictors? A, I, I believe they are, yeah. So it's only pure weapon is just constricting. Well, I, I guess there must be something. But you were you're saying that there's something fantastic about the movie poster, or is it just the promo? It's it's the it's the movie poster, and it is fantastic. It, 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 <laughs> so on the movie poster, the the anaconda is does have the uh alligator wrapped in its coils in, in a constricting move but at the same time it also has half of a bikini clad woman in its mouth so you could only see like the the backside and the legs sticking out and the alligator seems unconcerned with its current predicament and is also trying to eat the bikini clad woman and that is the that is the poster to entice you to watch <laughs> Lake Placid versus Anaconda, which stars the great Robert England. Oh my God! Not not as the Anaconda or the Snake, or is he voice both? Or is, like, or is he is there as a human? 
Yes. Yeah. I don't. That's a good question. Let's go <laughs> to the cast. Robert England. He, he he starts as Jim Bickerman, Larry. I don't know what Jim Bickerman was. I thought that he'd have maybe a maybe he would voice the anaconda or something. But yeah, yeah, it's got uh, it's got everything that you want in a, in a direct to DVD s- sequel. And and you and I were looking at a list of direct to DVD sequels, mm-hmm. and that list is not small. And we you saw know? some amazing titles where we were like, really, you made that many? And I'll I'll bring up one franchise, one that I didn't even realize it was a franchise was, uh, I believe it's a Stephen King book, right? It's Children of the Corn. Mm-hmm. They made six, seven, eight, <laughs> eight Children of the Corn movies. Um uh, after the first one, which I think had Linda Hamilton in it, the, the, the number six, which is great, you know, because they hit six is actually Children of Corn 666. Isaac's yeah, return. Yeah, that's just that's just clever use of 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 uh, numerology right there. <laughs> Was there one that you thought that you were surprised how many sequels there were? Land Before Time has a ton. The animated, like those animated um, movies tend to have a lot of them. And it kind of makes sense in those, for like for those, for those kind of films. But Land Before Time has like 10. I had no idea. But there was, um, uh, there was a couple uh, where the names I really, I really liked. Um, uh well, have to one, go to the one other I, page. Yeah, the one, the one I, I, I think you and I both uh, we're surprised to see as well on this list was the fact that they made multiple tremor movies. Oh yeah. There's, yeah, there's lots. And, uh, and, um, none of them have Kevin Bacon outside the theatrical <laughs> original release. No, they made, they, 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 they made, they made six of them. The latest one is actually, Oh, it's, I think it's actually might be still available on Netflix. It's called tremors cold day in hell. I like it. Strong, strong title. <laughs> Very strong. I like it. That's got yeah. That's got a lot. To, it's got a lot to recommend. I think I do. Is is Michael Gross? Um, TV's uh, uh, Stephen Keaton. Is he still? Uh, is he still in those movies? Probably not. Did he not pass away? I I I, I had this. I I, I I maybe I have a, a, a different recollection, but. Um, but but yeah, getting back to the original point of other than making fun of these uh, horrible horrible movies, but you know people are going to notice it, or when they go into a small town IGA, they'll, you'll they'll notice that rack of six dollar, probably three dollar DVDs now. Probably they're they're probably Blu-ray, not even DVDs now. Um, but it is it is kind of a weird time we live in, right, Curtis? Like both you and I, we thought, oh yeah, we in twenty twenty one the vaxes came, we got them. Life should be kind of turning back to normal, and here we are. Can't go see a movie anymore. Gyms were told to close. Kids are back in front of their computers. Oh yeah, no, it it it, it is like you know, I, my brother, uh, my brother told, told me like my nephew. Um, was uh, told about like he he hadn't been watching the news or whatever, and he he's he's like ten, and he had been told about uh, 
the Omicron variant. And uh, he just looked a little bit crestfallen and went, we were doing so well. <laughs> and like, that's kind of how I feel. Like, seemed like we were doing pretty good. I was going, uh, I was going to Raptors games again, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, and then just like that, it just, and the thing I think that frustrates a lot of people is like, there was news reports of this variant for a while. And well, it was before it, we, we, we had talked about it in our final episode of season two, because we were making the reference of what, what is it called? Uh, Unicron is in the, uh, the, the Unicron, Orson Welles, yeah. yeah, the, the Orson Welles character in Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> Which was oh. his final role. Is that, am I right on that? Yeah, we, you are. We, we did, we did talk about that. Yeah. 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 Just before I forget the, the, the movie. That I wanted the movie title that I liked the most of that list that we were looking at was yep. Gingerbread Man Three, Saturday Night Cleaver. Oh, oh God! Which apparently, even though it's direct to video, apparently you can see it in three D. Really. And, and you, you re, what year was that? Because it, is it is it like the original 3D where it actually be um, uh, like the one red and one blue lens? Remember that? It came. It was released uh, September thirteenth, twenty eleven. Uh, released. Do, 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 do. I was looking to see if it tells you how to watch it in 3D, but. Um, so the poster is like of this gingerbread, I guess he's the gingerbread man, uh, looking very psychotic in a John Travolta, you know, Saturday Night Fever dancing suit, holding a uh, a blood splattered cleaver. So it's very on the nose. <laughs> but 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 they're not at the disco. Um. No, they may end up. They may they may end up going to the disco at some point. I have to see it now, just for the name alone. I yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, but we thought uh, with today's episode, since we kind of you know seeing how crazy things, kind of looking back at um, you know every other show seems to be doing a a, 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 a annual recap. So I thought we kind of look at our own little recap from our little show of stories that we told throughout. Um, the year and just trying to grab the best of and I'll, I'll start us off by kind of this I think this was our first show in our 2021 season brought on our good friend Stevie D to come onto the show um, and that was also the day or in and around that day when um, the craziness started happening at the White House right right when yes they, not White House but the at, at the Capitol the Capitol yeah uh, like just kind of like that was a huge like that was probably the first huge story of the year at that point in time other than you know vaccines and whatnot but that was you know uh other than that there was uh you you we covered on that um the story probably something equally just as bad as how um uh, the brooklyn nets uh basically leveraged their future to bring harden to their team <laughs> How is that working out for you? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, that was a, I mean, that was a very, that was a very crazy 
a crazy time because again, much like we are now, we were getting into a new year. We're like the not last year sucked, you know, this year, you know, maybe, maybe there's reason to be optimistic. And then like straight away, it's, it's shit with that. Little <laughs> 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 uprising and stuff, you know, this year's kind of like, I, I mean, it's not, it's not new to 2022, but, but you know, we're, we're opening the year in a lockdown, a modified modified phase two because of a because of a highly transmissible variant. Like it just seems that every you know last couple of years, when you think like, all right, now it's the time to sort of progress, you know, past the crap, then you're just kind of into more crap. <laughs> no, totally. Um... Then as the year went on, uh, we we were talking about uh, this little interesting story. Uh, Gina, Gina Carano, who play, made oh, the character yeah. uh, Cara Dune from The Mandalorian. She got into a little trouble. Basically, she got written right out of the show. And also her, I believe the show was basically for her. They canceled the whole concept now. So the the rangers of the new republic or yeah she was going to be she was going to be like the main character or at least a very principal character in that in that show and yeah i mean obviously if they canceled it without her involvement she was going to be a big part of it but uh, i i think that was the plan that was the plan so at least it was developed it was going to be developed around her i believe that was the case but and and it was just a, it was it was i mean i know that she's had some fairly conservative uh viewpoints and stuff like that but it was yet another uh post comparing something relatively trivial to the holocaust right i think that's what it was like yeah i think i think she did that and um it's just one of those things where just put the phone down put the phone down get off twitter i think i think like the 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 don't compare i don't care how bad you have it don't compare your situation ever to the persecution of Jewish people during the Nazi regime. Just don't. Just don't. Cur- it's just not. It's just. It's never going to be apt. <laughs> Cur- Curtis, it happens many times a year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, so as we're as we're marching through the spring, I think you and I may have gotten our first shot, but uh, we were. Um, uh, we were then uh, stumbled upon our first food story, right? Well, we'll talk about one of our famous episodes where we talk about food. But um, apparently, you know, back in the spring, Reese launched a chocolate-free peanut butter cup product. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I do remember. I, I, I tried to put it out of my mind. But if I, so if I remember, it's just, it's just like the cup. Sort it's, of content, right? It, like no, no. The, it's 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 the it's the internals of the cup in yeah. the shape of the cup. Yeah, yeah. But without the code, the chocolate sort of coating or whatever. And, and if you remember that story, we were talking about how um, the remember the old commercials about how uh, the the seventies early eighties commercials about Reese. Yeah, like the, like the two people um, uh, on like roller skates, roller skating through the park, and then one would trip, and his chocolate would land. In the other person's peanut butter, because this needs to be said quite clearly, the other person was walking through the park, eating peanut butter out of the jar. 
like an open jar. An open jar. Like an open <laughs> jar of Skippy. Yeah, that was good. And, and I think I think it, it reminded me of the time that in Kensington Market they had they had this big installation for this new candy bar that were and what it was, it was called the O. Henry 420. Um and it was an O. Henry bar, much like the Reese's peanut butter cup. It was an O. Henry bar that had everything that's in an O. Henry except the chocolate. So you're just grabbing on to like peanuts and nougat and and eating that. And I still don't know what the purpose of it was. Obviously, it was marketed towards stoners, but I don't I think stoners like chocolate. So I don't know what the I don't I don't know what the deal with that was. But that's these these naked candy items that take the chocolate out of the equation. I don't get it. But for season three, Curtis, just like we talked and we had our eat more episode, we have to locate this um, this elusive non-chocolate, all peanut butter, you know. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely, we, definitely we can, be able to try it if we can find them. Yeah, it is definitely it's definitely not school safe. No, um, there was also uh, an interesting story, but because, again, just on the same tact about food, uh, I think we talked about this again in the spring. Uh, when the Quebec Dairy Group was seeking formal designation to protect poutine's identity. Mm-hmm. So I think this the story here is they wanted it to be like champagne, right? So if you're not using Quebec specific Quebec cheese curds from this one dairy group, it's not poutine. That's right. That's right. M- much like Scotch whiskey must be, you know, distilled in Scotland. Um, if you want it to be poutine, yes, it must be Quebec. Yeah, is it just Quebec cheese curds, or or do the potatoes also have to be a certain type? And the, uh, no, because I don't think potatoes are uh, specifically come from the region of Quebec, right? No, I don't think so. No, no, I think it was very specific to the cheese curds, right? Yeah, because otherwise it's just fries and gravy, right? But it's the cheese curds, curds, and if it's not the specific region. Or dairy groups cheese, then it's not poutine. I think that ship has sailed. I don't think you can kind of take it back after that genie's left bottle. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. You need now, to, you needed to do that straight away. If you remember, in that same episode, we talked about, and this is the first time. This is before any of them went up. We talked about the merits, or not even the merits, the space tourism. Why we did we did a pretty funny segment where we were talking about, you know, why anyone would want to go up this space. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, 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 and months later, it has not become any clearer <laughs> to me. <laughs> but, but yeah, because there's no, there's no pool, right? There, there's, no, there's no lounge. And, and have you seen spa- what space food is like? I have. Uh, at Cape Canaveral, we, you, they, they sell like the kind of freeze-dried ice cream you can get. Yeah. And, and especially if, if you are, are sitting next to someone that, you know, if you're, if you're going, say you're flying up solo or whatever, and you get someone really annoying and you have to endure that space flight and mm-hmm. zero G with someone that you dislike. And then you're like at the International Space Station and looking out the window will be great 
after a few rotations. And then after that, you realize, wow, it's just utter blackness out here. Yeah. And plus, you're getting in the way of the astronauts. Yeah, I mean, at at this point, you're really only doing it as a flex, right? Like, I've got so much money that I can go into space. And (laughs) you're using like a ton of resources and spending a ton of money, both which could be used for far greater purposes for, you know, for, 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 for a set to, to basically feed your ego and say, I can go into space. So I will, um, you know, I'm not saying it wouldn't be amazing to go up there and, you know, see that blackness for, for you, for myself. But like you say, you know, the, the sensation lasts for a little bit and then you realize that, you know, it's like the Spinal Tap album. How much more black could this be? None, none more black. <laughs> nope. Space is none more black. And and y- y- you don't want to move anywhere because uh, any basically anything will kill you once up once you're up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. If 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 you're unfortunate enough to have an alien come out of your stomach, eventually it's going to kill the whole crew. Yeah. Unless you invite Sigourney Weaver up. So, uh, one other thing that we kind of did in 2021 was we, we, sometimes we visited really bizarre websites that exist on the internet. And this one, I think we talked about, and we both enjoyed the content, uh, even though whether or not we, 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 we haven't really ruled out the fact that if it's fake or not, it was, uh, remember the, the website birdsaren'treal.com? Yeah. So that was the whole website where these conspiracy, well, quote unquote, well, we're not sure. This movement of people believe that all the birds in the United States have actually all been replaced uh, with government drones. That's right. That's right. It's a it's a harrowing. uh, It's a it's a harrowing take on uh, on 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 government surveillance in our time. And and I almost forgot about their fantastic uh, hashtag that they own, Poultrygate. <laughs> I mean, it seemed to me to be too clever to be to be real, right? Like, right. Like, yeah. I, I thought like it was too well too well done uh, to, for it to be an actual cons- conspiracy theory website. Like, I didn't picture somebody drooling all over himself while while like making something in 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 html with like a spinning globe and a and a hit counter yeah that's right just like the other conspiracy sites that we visited where there's an animated gif a hit counter and like but i think what what the 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 giveaway was the sheer amount of merch this guy was selling off Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And the fact that the most popular item is a fantastic T-shirt that I'm actually thinking about buying, which is a uh, a pigeon that says "I am a lie" on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it just seemed too it just seemed too too smart. Uh, maybe maybe there is somebody who believes that birds aren't real and been, been replaced by drones who in all other aspects is very clever. I don't know. But. <laughs> and, and they're, and they're charging themselves when they're sitting on uh, hydro wires. That's what they're actually doing <laughs> it makes other sense. than surveilling. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
we we did lose uh quite a few kind of pop culture specific people that um lately like the most recent one would have been uh, betty white mm-hmm. and she if she lasted another two more weeks like i'm thinking and this might sound morbid i, I say we put a bubble wrap her and see if we can make it to her birthday because she would have been, been hit 100 mm-hmm. yeah um but besides betty white uh the actor uh that played uh, herb tarlick also passed away right oh frank uh Frank Bonner. Frank Bonner, yeah, yeah. 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 Made, the, made that character famous. Uh yeah, another uh another another uh um pop culture I sort of a behind the scenes pop culture icon to pass away it was uh, the great uh, Jim Steinman, writer of every single Overot uh, Meatloaf or Bonnie Tyler song you've ever heard. Um you know, uh the entire bat out of hell album anything like super orchestral that you know with like really powerful singing uh, and they're singing cheesy. and they're singing up here yeah there yeah 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 <laughs> sorry yeah. I, i'm like i'm putting my hands above my head yeah like you can tell he's one of those guys you could tell it was one of his no matter who is singing it you could tell it was one of his songs a mile away and um you know for all of his like gratuitous sort of cheese like you know he 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 wrote some bangers i gotta say yeah no no it it, it was it wasn't wasn't it didn't you uh didn't you have like trivia night and there was something uh to do with it or was it you had to make a uh sorry it wasn't trivia night wasn't it you had to make a, a playlist yeah, and no, you, and you well, put yeah, in? that. Yeah, I'm in a I'm in a music league, which and all music league is essentially is every every week you make a playlist based based on a theme. You you contribute one song to that playlist, and everybody else in the league contributes a song, and then you vote on each other's songs, and whoever gets the most votes like wins the week or whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, Jim Steinman appeared twice in, uh, and I forget what the I forget what the week was but like it was something where i really expected him to show up um and he showed up twice and i put in a comment like you know of course of course the cheese meister jim steinman's gonna show up and blah 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 blah. and then the next day he died and then everybody was making fun of me oh yeah real classy when you thought about jim steinman way to twist the knife <laughs> uh but I do uh, like I do I do I do I do and I, I I do enjoy his stuff as much as like you know I can't listen to it forever yeah. but like you know I do like it in small doses. Uh, and in a weird segue of food and people dying, uh, you probably remember this story—the one that we talked about, where uh, someone actually quantified the exact minutes how. Uh, eating a hot dog would actually take specific time out of your life, Curtis. And that yeah. that, that number was thirty six minutes. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I found I'm I'm not I'm I'm no nutrition or scientist, as we've established multiple times on the show. But you are an expert on hot dogs. <laughs> no, I, I do like to consider myself a bit of a hot dog uh, connoisseur, maven, if you will. Yeah, but I, I found that the that the science was questionable. And, uh, I also think that, um, if you eat a hot dog 
just just stay up for an extra half hour sleep for seven and a half hours out of eight hours well well the 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 math apparently is 0.45 minutes is lost for every gram of processed meats you eat (laughs) but though though we found out part of the story was that you regain a tenth of a minute for every gram of fruit you eat yeah, so like you could you could just like balance it out, like have a hot dog, and then eat a pineapple. That's right. Like a single hot eat dog, an entire an entire pineapple. That's right, because the ratio is about um, uh, four times. So whatever hot dog you eat, you have to eat something like four times the amount of fruit to regain that life back. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, you could eat a pineapple, you could eat a coconut. Um, you know, you could eat you could you could you could eat a peck of russet apples. Of course, it always works that way, right? Like you need to eat you need to eat like your your weight in something to get the benefits, but you only need to eat like 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 a half cup of, you know, sugar or whatever to to completely destroy your life. Yeah, and and if someone prescribes to that diet, uh, it's a good thing this current wave that we're in that no one's hoarding toilet paper. Yeah, we're kind of past that, aren't we? I, I'm kind of glad that at yeah. least at least that didn't come that, back. It was the most puzzling. That that will go down as the most puzzling aspect of this whole thing. It's like why why the toilet paper hoarding happened. What was it like? I don't even know what started that. Like. Well, I don't remember what, ever hearing like, oh, you know, like toilet paper is going to be at a premium. They're not going to be able to make it anymore or something like that. Well, if we if we turn the clock back and, and kind of look at maybe not so much in January, people weren't hoarding things, but it was it wasn't the, the hoarding that was ridiculous. It was the fact that people saw and this is how people think, right? The, the opportunity and the, the demand and supply of of, of such that things like hand sanitizer or hanitizer, mm-hmm. that's I, I think I, I, I might should coin that one. Yeah. Um, hanitizer and toilet paper were showing up in secondary markets marked up <laughs> like a pair of sneakers. Yep. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Or or PS5, which I'm still yet to buy. <laughs> I think that's I think that's like, I don't know. Eventually, somebody's going to have to make a semiconductor somewhere. You know, like, <laughs> like almost right at the end of the year was the um, Bieber X Tim Hortons collab. Mm, yes, uh, the Bieber balls, the Bieber balls, and the Bieber merch. Yeah, wasn't so, it the wasn't it was it was it the fanny pack or the toque that's really hard to find now? Well, I'm gonna look it up right now, but uh, I think the I, I I got a message actually from your brother about him uh, <laughs> getting the Tim Pits. And he was actually like non plus about it. Like I don't think he was really overly impressed with uh, the the, He's the, a hard the man offering. To impress. Uh, he like Jesse Ventura. He doesn't impress easy. By the way, is Jesse Ventura still alive? Uh, he is. He he lost a lot of weight though. I'll I'll I'll, I'll look. So on right now on the secondary market, and you know this is not sketchy secondary market. So this I'm actually looking this up in StockX, and I'm looking up the three pieces of merch. So there's nothing ridiculous. There's no, I do have a story from, from it uh, later on for our proper headlines. Someone selling crumbs. 
Okay, so the toque right now, it's going for about forty, about fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how, how. I don't even know how much that stuff costs brand new. Hmm. Probably not that much. Hmm. But it's not. It doesn't sound like a massive markup. Uh, the bag is also forty four dollars, and the fanny pack is also about the same price. So they're all hovering around that fifty dollar mark. Right. Not outrageous if you're a. Not outrageous. Not not outrageous yeah. at all. This in twenty twenty one, we also had a, a a segment that we did to kind of educate our our listeners about uh, uh, kind of the history and some landmarks in Canada. And mm. one of the things that we talked about was the UFO landing spot for UFOs That's in right. St. Paul's, yeah. uh, Alberta. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, it, it, it's, it's, it, if you actually go to the St. Paul's tourist website, it's actually a, a, a thing to go see. And, it, and the landing pad is right uh, next to the uh, tourism office. Yeah, conveniently, conveniently located. Um, Alberta's got, I think we might have talked about it at the time, Alberta's got a ton of that that kind of kitschy stuff in like these sort of far-flung towns. Like, I think it's uh, Vegreville, Alberta has the world's largest uh, Pasaga egg. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's another place that has like the world, like a big, like a big flying goose. Tell, tell, tell me, tell me, tell me in the first one that you told that, that you mentioned that there's a toque, a toque or a trucker hat that says eggstastic on it or something like that. There should, well, I hope so. If there, if not, then, then you should pitch that. Op- opportunity missed right there for yeah. you. There was a, uh, other story. We talked about the origins of, was it Saskatoon? That's right. Yes. Th- that originally... They were selling land to tell people move out of the city and let's start expanding Canada. And they wanted to make it a originally it was a dry town. I think they bought it this this temperance society that believed that the all of ma- uh, mankind's ills were um, s- originates from consuming alcohol. So it was like this dry town or dry. You know, you got to think this is pioneer times, like. Geez, if you're going out there dry, I think uh, I think we were saying that a whole bunch of them dropped off as they were leaving from Toronto to Saskatoon and got off at Winnipeg and said, "We're going to stop here and start drinking." Yeah, I mean they're not wrong. Like alcohol is is the cause of cells, <laughs> <laughs> but eh. but could you imagine like Saskatoon like then? Hmm. I say they wouldn't have lasted one weekend without booze. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think that you kind of need it if you're going to if you're if you're going out if you're going out that way as a as as like as like um you know as as one of the as like you're founding a town out there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else out there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, another thing that we talked about, and that was a recurring story in our. Uh, uh, on our podcast, in our news podcast, in our news section, was our Idaho friend. So this gentleman was breaking the most 
bizarre Guinness Book World Records just to kind of bring awareness and uh, uh, to uh, to STEM research, right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or just kind of STEM in the classroom. So he was doing the most obscure weird things and we were kind of tracking it tracking his his whereabouts uh from catching what was it 58 marshmallows in his mouth in a span of a short time what was the one i think the one i really liked and i can't remember if we looked at that in 2021 or in 2020 but the one where he was stacking it was stacking soap i believe he was stacking soap and uh I think that was my that was my favorite of his records. He yeah, because you 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 were you were you were. I remember you were quite adamant to say, "Why why, why would someone do that?" Yeah, <laughs> like why is that even a thing? Yeah, I really don't know how that's a record. Like like you know so yeah, that was my thing about this guy, and you know I, I think originally I begrudged him for it, and later came to admire him for it. Is he's just finding the craziest records. That that and like we could beat that if we tried if we practice long enough. Exactly, stacking soap we can stack soap. So our Idaho friend, his name is David Rush. So apparently he's broken more than 150 Guinness records to promote STEM education. The one that you talked about was it, it wasn't just a number, Curtis. It was also timed. So mm. he had he had stacked 34 bars of wet soap. That's the key. It was wet soap. <laughs> I mean, I think that needs to be said. I think yeah. I did him a disservice by just saying soap. Exactly. So uh, apparently he had a strategy, Curtis. He said he had to grow out his fingernails so he could get a secure enough grip to take on the record for the most bars of wet soap stacked in one minute. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, I can't, I can't even put the soap back in like the soap dish in the shower. <laughs> That's one in, bar. In I can't even stack one bar in in one minute. So no. hats off, Mr. Yeah. Rush. No, serious chapeau. And and you know, promoting STEM research. Yeah, we we yeah. We, 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 we do totally appreciate that. Yeah, he's not doing it just for the chicks. Oh I, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> um this is a a story that obviously vaccinations were a big story in 2021 um and there was some good and bad that came out of it this one was just more of a weird story which was how oxford uh introduced the word vax into the oxford dictionary so v-a-x if you if you remember that one curtis Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we also determined that there was a there was a we, we we determined that the inoculati was actually a word that's being added so this was uh was it the term for anti-vaxxers to call people that got vaccinated Mm -hmm. it was um but uh it was uh it was just a whole lexicon of words that came out of vax right like vaccinistas right people who flaunt their vaccination status yeah which which again (laughs) you're now seeing now with the booster shots Mm -hmm. so i'm sure maybe they'll the um the vaxdar remember you know the the Derivative of radar, yeah, yeah, referring to people's ability to intuitively tell some if someone's vaccinated or not. I, 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 I don't. Or vaccination. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, no, there was. I liked, I liked Inoculati the most. Yeah, because to is, me, that's not insulting. I think that sounds cool. Yeah, is a uh, is Kyrie Irving still on his vaccation? He is, um, and yet, and yet, um, they're bringing him. Uh, the the uh, The Nets are slumping so bad that they're bringing him back. Um, originally, they were going to wait him out and say, like, you know, you get vaxxed, you, you know or you're, you're not going to play for us. And he's like, I'm not getting vaxxed. So they're like, all right, well, we can have you back. But he still can't play in New York because in New York, you're required to be vaccinated mm-hmm. to be in uh, in in a sort of indoor, to work in an indoor space like that. So, But he can play on the right. And he can't play in Canada, obviously. Um, so if the Nets come to Canada, he'll have to, to play Toronto. He'll have to stay behind. But he can... He can play in. He can play any road game where the pub, the public uh, health and safety protocols allow him to play unvaccinated, which I think is most of the states. Mm. Okay, but how rusty is he going to be? Like he's missed so much. <laughs> like talk about ring rust or court <laughs> rust. Like ah, uh, geez, he's yeah, he's going to be he's going to be pretty rusty. I mean, I think. I mean, he's very talented, so I guess you know he'll help. But um. mm-hmm. yeah, I want to look at this list of ridiculous reasons why people called nine one one in twenty twenty one. This list is fantastic, <laughs> Curtis. Um, I don't know if I'll read out all twelve, but here are some of my favorites. Um, the drive-through line at Taco Bell was too long. A parent that asked the police to scare their 12-year-old son because the child was uh, talking back to their parents. Ah. Um, COVID-related, other people, you know, they called police, 911, looking for their COVID-19 test results. (laughs) Uh, An Uber driver called the police while becoming upset that their customer wasn't coming to the vehicle that they've been waiting for 10 minutes. Really? Uh, wow. Usually, usually it's the other way around, isn't it? You, usually, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, the Uber driver, I think, generally just leaves if they're not there by a certain time. I don't, I don't remember the authorities having to get involved, but. And to wrap it all up, Curtis, because this one's this one should be the number one reason, is someone called nine one one because they wanted the non emergency police phone number. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to be the person there that, that kind of talk? Um, before we kind of head on to the headlines, we did talk conspiracy a bit. We we talked, we were, you know, we, we jest at these folks, but now we really want to jest at them because this was a, a article I found, uh, more entertainment pop culture article than anything else, is how the QAnon had hijacked Hollywood to spread their own conspiracy. So this is someone that actually did um, some fact-checking on some of the QAnon conspiracies, and he found that many of them all originated from, like, movies and or TV. Yep, yep. Uh, So from evil lizard aliens, um, you know, taking over human bodies, like, a la V. I don't yeah. know if anyone would really know V if, if, you, if you didn't watch it. Um, and uh, the one that that I was talking about was the Ridley Scott movie, White Squall. So this was uh, Jeff Ridges. 
movie about teenage boys and their hard-nosed captain who learn about life and loyalty sailing uh, 19, a 1911 uh, brigantine through a deadly storm. So the QAnon, um, I guess it's their motto. Do you do you remember what it was? Because I can never say it properly. Is it like it goes they, where where we go one we go all something like that. So apparently that exact quote is actually on engraved on that boat in that movie. And apparently if you watch the movie exactly at the 16 minute mark, you will see <laughs> that logo, which really makes me funny because it's like the QAnon conspiracy or, or originators like can't even get past 16 minutes of the movie. <laughs> like we've got everything we need here. Yeah. Move on. So, you know, they're getting lazy. If we start seeing things like um, there's a the, the elite have this wizard that's uh that's carrying around this uh, very powerful ring that is mind controlling people. <laughs> well, like, like I guess they're they're. I don't want to say s- smart because I don't want to use that word, but I guess I guess they're cognizant enough to try to use stuff that's a little bit more, you know, like V. Like I remember V. I watched V a lot when I was uh, when I was younger, but uh, you know, it's not something that's kind of lasted in the. Uh, in 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 sort of like you know the the uh it's it's not part of today's pop culture lexicon mm-hmm. so and you, you can, can get away with it yeah you can get away with it that's why i was saying they they get lazy if it becomes more and more well known like right i see i see what you mean you yeah know, you're right you're right the, the you know part, yeah where where suddenly the latest conspiracy theory is um uh oh here's a good one and for the this is a freebie for the q on folks if they're listening um, Biden is holding a martial arts tournament in some remote island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's actually the the um, it's it's actually an undercover plot where there's actually an opium factory inside this uh, tournament. And I think he's going to also release giant sharks at beaches where. Um, you know, conservative beaches. Who's going to find like the conservative beaches, and he's going to uh, he's going to release giant sharks that aren't sort of native to that to that to 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 that uh, to that waterway to terrorize the the beachgoers, and they're going to need a bigger boat. Yep, freaking lasers on their heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 2021, folks. Uh, let's uh, let's put it behind us. Let's look ahead uh, at the current headlines. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. This one is a a funny story that happened during the holidays because you know the holidays, right, Curtis? It's it's a happy time. Yeah, right? should be. And, and uh, yeah, Doug Ford's daughter had a happy message, basically saying. Uh, don't snitch on your um, big illegal Christmas parties. <laughs> That's right. So she had taken down this tweet. Again, Twitter. Just people get off Twitter. She wrote, this Christmas, if you see 20 cars at your neighbor's house and you're thinking about reporting them, milk is good for you. You know, milk is good for your teeth. You yeah. know what else is good for your teeth? Minding your own effing business. Yeah. So there's an implied threat there. And then, the, and then of course, like, like, the picture shows her with her like uh sort of like husband who looks like 
like sort of like a a lower to mid card MMA fighter, like in one of the in one in one of the in one of the lesser. Um, he doesn't look like a friendly guy. No. Let's just say it. Yeah, he looks like a he looks like a, a MMA fighter, one of the lesser promotions. Good old Dougie. The yeah, funny yeah. thing is, no one, no one ever brings it up, and he obviously never mentions it, and uh, you know, it just never gets pressed. But so, Curtis, you know, drink some milk; it's good for your teeth, and don't rat on your neighbors because that's also good for your teeth, apparently. Yeah. The next headline is, oh, this is fantastic! Magic dirt: How the internet fueled and defeated the pandemic's weirdest MLM. So. Black oxygen organics became a sudden hit in the fringe of world of alternative medicines and supplements where even dirt can go for $110 a bag. At first, I thought, was this something that you can buy off of Gwyneth Paltrow's site? Because isn't she known for stuff like that? Oh, yeah, it totally. It's totally in her wheelhouse. <laughs> I heard goop or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what's the what's the deal with black oxygen organics here? What were they what were they trying to sell here? Well, it's 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 just dirt. It's just dirt from Ontario. I think it's in Ontario. Yeah, it's an, from an Ontario peat bog, uh-huh. um, and the the company, this black uh, uh, black earth organics or whatever it's called, black oxygen organics. Sorry, yeah. um, they touted it as as like a, a panacea, right? Like uh, they said uh, their their tagline was a gift from the ground. Drink it, wear it, bathe in it. And it can be taken by anyone of any age as well as animals. And what it was supposed to do was basically clear, cure what ails you, you know, just rub, rub it on your face to uh, sort of like, you know, as anti-aging, you know, I, people were consuming it. People were actually consuming this dirt, um, you know, for, for health reasons. Uh, it's supposed to uh, it's supposed to build your immunity. Um, it does none of these things. Um, <laughs> it's just, I love the it's just dirt. Yeah, and somebody was and somebody was 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 shameless enough and 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 had had both both the ingenuity and the shamelessness to say, "I'm going to sell this to dumb people." <laughs> but I love the fact that they it was like bathe in it, drink it, eat it, yeah, like rub it on you, which. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then, and then they sort of it's it sort of became like you know like a like a like a pyramid scheme, right? Because like you know how how whenever these sort of um, stupid products come up, like part of it is is getting people into the into the marketing pyramid scheme to to make to make some to make more money off it, right? Yeah, and so that that came out from it, and. But there's like testimonials of people saying that they put it in brownies and then they felt like amazing afterwards. Or, but when I looked at the price, Curtis, that's when everyone should have wised up. It's uh, it's 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 just you know people's ab- obsession with the quick fix, right? Yeah, like like agree. Get get this mud and it'll fix your life. Invest in Bitcoin. And it'll fix your finances, you know, like just it's just like just looking for like the quick way, the, the, the quick way around all the time. So so here's here's a testimonial that's in the article. This is a, from a woman named Monica Wong, who 39 uh, scrolling through Facebook, saw this stuff um, and said, you know, hey, let me give this a try. Detox from heavy metal. So she 
uh, bought some of the stuff, said for two months she dissolved a half teaspoon of this peat bog dirt into a glass of water, drank it every day. But uh, unlike anyone, like unlike everyone else in the Facebook group who posted miraculous testimonials of cured diseases, weight loss, clearer skin, whiter teeth, uh, how's that go? <laughs> Regrown hair, reclaimed energy, expelled worms, and even exchange changes in eye color from brown to blue. <laughs> Wong didn't feel any of these toxins leaving her body. In fact, she started. Uh, having stomach pains. Yes, that's called, was it sam? not salmonella, but what's the, uh, uh, is it listeria? Listeria. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what you're getting. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's so, uh, but apparently like they're, this company is, uh, it, its future is uncertain because there was a, uh, there was, a, there was a campaign, a, uh, an advocacy campaign that sort of, um, fought to take it down, uh, and eventually, I guess, uh, online, uh, uh, online merchants like dropped the product. So you know their their uh, their their method of 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 selling was uh, was hampered, and that kind of killed the company. Yeah. See, I'm trying to do the opposite. I'm trying to drink the cl- as clean as water as possible. It, it- but but let's look at that list of things that they were tailed saying like because the one that I paused oddly about which was the whiter teeth. How do you get whiter teeth by drinking dirt? Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it. I I I I don't I don't get how you would <laughs> or expelled worms. Yeah. It would not be the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah I don't would, get would it. <laughs> Or or the, the the changes in eye color from brown to blue. Yeah, so basically think- saying that brown eyes are not good, right? Yeah. Which is which 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 is untrue. And also, like if you're if you're eating like it just seems weird that uh not that, that your eye color would change from eating dirt, but if it did, you'd think it would cha- change to brown, right? Like if you're eating dirt, <laughs> you think your eyes would change to brown. If they're gonna change at all. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty funny. And it's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, they've had, they had, they had health Canada complaints and they had all, all kinds of like, they had all kinds of, 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 uh, you know, lawsuits against them and stuff. But it says like, it didn't really, they, they, they didn't really feel like the death blow until they were dropped by their online on their, uh, like just the resellers or resellers. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. They just got, uh, they eventually got hit, hit, hit in the pocketbook, and that's what took them down. Yeah. Well, hey, that's that's what it is. Tens of but thousands of bags remain in warehouses. Apparently, <laughs> like the ET, it's like the ET video game. Oh God, yeah. Uh, the good thing about it is, it is it is still just dirt, so they can just put it back into the field or sell it at back to Home Depot. Maybe they can cut their losses. <laughs> or suddenly that that company turns into a gardening center. All right, here let's end off with a uh, feel-good story. So these are from our friends over in Chatham. Remember in 2020 when we talked about that uh, the origins of Hawaiian pizza coming from Chatham as well, right? That's right, yeah. So apparently the municipality of Chatham, they put up this, uh, they do this fun campaign where every one of their snow plows are given a fun name. So the headline reads, 
Anita Shovel and Gordy Plow set to hit the streets of Chatham Kent this winter. Excellent. So, so they have 13 snow plows. They were all given a punny name. So the one, the two that we said, Anita Shovel, a Gordy Plow. Yeah. Uh, the Blizzard of Oz. Oh, this bad. one, this, this, this next one, you know, especially for the show, because we talk about Star Wars all the time here. Darth Blader. Pretty good. Pretty good. I like Darth Blader. I, I think I think Gordy Plow is my favorite. Okay. Pillsbury Plowboy. Yeah. Oh, here's one for uh, uh, the classic rockers. Sled Zeppelin. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, something for the kids or for the, I guess it's millennial more now. Uh, Bice, Buzz Ice Clear. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Flur- uh, Flurious George. Eh. Mm. Oh, this one is just this one is just sticking it to the kids. The the plow's actually named "School's Not Cancelled." You know, <laughs> I like it. I like it because uh, you know, while not punny or clever, it 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 does stick it to the kids, and sometimes the kids need that. Uh, I I you got You got to love the folks at Chatham Kent. They're Star Wars fans. Because here's another one. Snowby one Kenobi. That's good. Okay. That might be my favorite. <laughs> strong. One. That's that one's a strong. strong. One. That is a strong contender. Now, uh, also music fans, this one's also a good one. Sleetwood, Sleetwood Mac. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. Chapeau to you, Chatham Kent. I think they should do that for Toronto. Snowby one Kenobi is excellent. I, I think so. Now, what <laughs> happens if it meets uh, Darth Blader in the, in the street? Well, if he they strikes him down, Snowy One Kenobi will be more powerful yeah. turns than you could always could imagine. Maybe maybe Snowy One Kenobi turns into an uh, a salter after if they collide. Could be, could be spreading spreading in the force everywhere. I, I have no idea. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, so those are headlines. It looks like it's going to be another fun news uh year anyway so they'll be giving us loads of great content but uh uh that that's that's it for the beginning of the year um uh, curtis you and i both uh watched and we thought we just kind of do we didn't do a cap during december because we were kind of off but uh wanted to kind of do a recap and thoughts on um hawkeye Mm -hmm. the -hmm. disney plus offering what what did you uh think of uh hawkeye uh, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I uh, yeah. First of all, it's something that I that I can watch at at Christmas now that I'll enjoy. Yep. You know, new Christmas tradition. New I think Christmas tradition. You know, like like this this year with my wife, I sat through a castle for Christmas, uh, a couple other ones. So it'll be nice that I'll be able to fall back on Hawkeye. At least I can watch Hawkeye and Die Hard. Um, <laughs> But uh, you mean uh, you're, you're you're tired of watching the story about a small town that's uh, uh, somehow their their giant Christmas tree in the in the town square isn't going to be delivered uh, on time, and then there's uh, some conflict, and then at the very end, two beautiful people kiss underneath the tree. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a good formula, <laughs> but you know, sometimes you need a break. Sometimes you need sometimes 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 you need the least powerful adventure to go on his own, <laughs> have his own no. like solo solo shot. The the yeah the, the Hawkeye story uh, loved it loved the Christmas theme around it. 
Um, spoilers from here. You called it, I think, actually, Curtis. The final episode, they showed the Rogers musical Save This City musical number in its yeah. entirety. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like credits I, uh, scene, right? Like- I, I couldn't get that song out of my head for days. <laughs> I kept singing it. Yeah, that was that was great. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but you were saying, Larry, um, and I agreed with you uh, before before the the show that uh, you know as as fun as it was, and it was fun, and uh, I really liked um, Haley uh, Steinfeld as uh, mm-hmm. as Kate Bishop. I thought that was a really fun. Oh character. yeah, and she was great. Like she's mm-hmm. got that really good comic timing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see the kingpin uh, uh, back. Um, but you were saying and that's Vincent D'Onofrio reprising the role, right? That's right. Yeah, yep. yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. You know, it's funny. Just as a quick aside, <laughs> I watched this really, really dirgy, depressing movie with Sandra Bullock uh, while I was visiting my parents, where she's like, a, she's just getting released from jail for killing a cop and is trying to find her sister. Um, you know, and it's just. It's just super depressing, but uh, <laughs> Vince D'Onofrio plays like a lawyer, it's like a really good natured lawyer who's trying to kind of help her reconnect with her family. But he's got like <laughs> hair and a goatee, and I was like, "That Heather saying Heather saying like I know this guy from somewhere." Like I don't know, I've never seen this guy from. <laughs> she was like, "It's Kingpin," and I was like, "Oh my god, it is! It looks nothing like him, and he's acting nothing like him." But then as soon as as soon as she said that. Every line just seemed to be every line he delivered from then on just seemed to be a bit more grandiose, like a little bit more <laughs> kingpin esque. But um, yeah, uh, I, I love his like I love his portrayal of the kingpin. Like it's so he chews the scenery so hard, but it works, and mm-hmm. uh, and he does it in this as well. But anyway, sorry to the point. That you made is that they shoved way too much stuff into the end of the series, and particularly the last episode, which was the same problem uh, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's right. It's it's the pacing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have six. Were they both six episodes? Six or seven? I think Hawkeye was six, and I think Falcon Winter Soldier was six. Yeah. So the I the thought was that. the story was progressing 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 and then the last two episodes you're just like just oh my god we're running out of time and they just jammed everything in or you got that feeling where you watch the second last episode and you're like they got a lot to resolve (laughs) and get hawkeye home for a christmas right yeah yeah they had to because they introduced the kingpin at the very i know i know that he's sort of introduced at the at the at the beginning, if you can put sort of two and two together when they're showing sort of Echo's backstory. Yeah. Um, but like then he's like on, he's like in a still photograph, like a still like screenshot on, on on a phone at the end of the penultimate episode. So you've got to give him tons of screen time, right? Because like he's a major character. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta wrap up, you got you gotta get Hawkeye home, you gotta you gotta you gotta wrap up what the hell is the deal with um Jack Duquesne character you've yep. got to you've got you've got to wrap up y- Yelena Belova's involvement you got to you got to you got you got all these loose ends that and, and and they also added the kind of the split 
between Kate and Clint. So you had to kind of bring them back together. Right. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's tons. They're just tons. And if you go back and watch Loki, totally different story. The pacing of that one is almost like textbook for this type of Marvel offering, you know, limited six to eight hours, whatever. And it tells the story very, very well. Because you and I were talking that by the time Loki ended, like that final episode, there wasn't like this climactic, huge, giant fighting thing, you know, fight scene um, or, 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 or huge resolution. It was just a, a really long conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and, half the episode is exposition by the character who will, who will become Kang. Uh, yeah. 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 But uh, no, I, I, I did, I did enjoy, I did enjoy it. Um, I thought that the chemistry between the two Hawkeyes was good. Um, and Yelena and Kate, anytime those yeah. two were on camera together, like just fantastic. Yeah. Yelena and Kate, uh, was, was good. The, uh, um, Jack Duquesne, who I guess is the the MCU's or version of uh, Swordsman, yeah, uh, I guess that's that's their version of Swordsman uh, from the Avengers, uh, was kind of, kind of kind of weird and over the top, but by the end I kind of liked them, you know, like yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Well, once once they kind of uh, because throughout the first what three episodes they were like. You know, oh, he's the villain. Like he's the obvious choice for the villain, and mm-hmm. obviously the villain is sitting in plain sight, right? Right. Yeah. But uh, no, I, 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 I did like it. I, I thought there was be going to there going to be some kind of resolution with Echo and the Ronin, because mm-hmm. I thought, I thought she was actually going to take up the mantle because I believe in the comic books, Echo was the original Ronin, right? And then she bestowed it to Clint. Mm, yeah, that I sounds believe, right. I believe there's, I believe there's some relationship with her there, and the echo. There is, Ronan. yeah, 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 but not in the how they were appreciated. But that's fine. That's mm-hmm. MCU is MCU. Yeah, um, yeah. Looks it had a fun time. Love the music. Each episode ended with like a different, I would say, Christmas e song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loved it. That Sammy Davis Jr. song mm-hmm. that they ended off with, I couldn't get that song out of my head. <laughs> I put that on my Christmas playlist. I, that is now my new favorite Christmas song. That's a Gingerbread Man song. Oh my mm-hmm. God, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so after Hawkeye, and it's now being in the first uh, two episodes of our re-release, we are now returning to a galaxy far, far away with the Book of Boba Fett, or we'll call it Bob, right? Mm-hmm. Um I am pleasantly surprised, Curtis, so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I did not come into this. I think I came into this with just as lowest. I think I came in with lower expectations than I did with The Mandalorian. And um, so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm liking the story. I, I like the kind of f- use of the flashbacks to kind of fill in Boba's life after the Sarlacc. Yeah, I, 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 I like it. Um, I think... Uh... Yeah, I, I I think like we were talking about this a little bit before. Like this is a and I think I think one of the things that we've talked about that's been kind of a a bit of a complaint about Star Wars and 
you know, I, I still like everything that comes out and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the world, the, the universe and all that kind of stuff, but it does, it does trip over itself a lot because it seems to be telling stories in the same playground all the time. And then it's forced to retcon or it's forced to do something weird or it introduces Luke into the Mandalorian. And <laughs> wow, that wasn't a really cool scene and where he, you know, where he rescues Grogu and, kill destroys all those massacres those robots or whatever you know it's just it's just like we need to get away from you know there's a big universe there's tons of spaces to fill and this is i think one of those spaces you can fill right like the tatooine like we've we, we see tatooine all the time but we don't really see tatooine for very long it's like a jumping off point for you know it's like tucson it's like when you're when you're going when you're going to California, you might stop in Tucson, but you're not going to hang out there for very long. <laughs> you know? No, no, that, that's, that's, that's totally true. Like what Marvel does well is just take a very specific genre of movie and they Marvelize it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Shang-Chi, you, you're taking a martial arts movie and putting it in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier... Captain America Winter Soldier, you're taking the spy thriller and making it into Marvel. Uh, I think this is where Star Wars can benefit, right? This is kind of taking kind of grime, uh, gang story, almost maybe not Reservoir Dogs-ish, but almost kind of Tarantino dipping into his world about, well, actually, it's Robert Rodriguez, right? So didn't he write the original? He did the mariachi. Yeah, yeah. Right, so basically, it's El Mariachi, but it's 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 Boba Fett, but you know, it's just kind of taking a different genre. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, lightsaber wielding. It's just you know things going on. So, uh, yeah. spoilers from here. Thought some interesting cameos. So, uh, Jennifer Beals, mm-hmm. right yeah. from welding dancer to Twi'lek. <laughs> Haven't seen her in a while. She looks great. Yeah, I, I I couldn't tell. I didn't recognize her until I looked at the credits, and I went. She was in the episode, and then I went, "Was she the Twi'lek?" And I went, "Oh, that's kind of fun." Yeah, so she runs like the sort of like um, the bar. It looks like the, the higher class bar, a little bit higher class, still seedy. It's Mos Espa, but um, yeah. you know, <laughs> she runs she runs like the the less seedy bar in Mos Espa. It has a name that I forget already. Um, yeah, I, I, it's some Star Warsy type name. I, yeah. I I get you too. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the latest episode, they introduced the Hut Twins, which you only saw in the cartoons, I believe. That's where they kind of explored that 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 character. And the they're characters. cousins, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and they introduced, uh, I believe his name is, and I can't remember his name, but it's the... Black Wookiee mm-hmm. from Dr. Aphra, uh, which is a Marvel comic book mm-hmm. um, out of a story. It was like a it was like a spinoff story of the Darth Vader series. Um, so you, I think he's kind of a recurring character. I think they'll probably re, they'll use him again, you know, because, you know, the only Wookiee we've ever seen really is Chewbacca. And, and and maybe that goes for a lot of the Star Wars characters, right? Like there's got to be more huts. So sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there was there was of course a lot of Wookies in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh God! <laughs> you know, there was Lumpy, Lumpy, and Itchy. 
I wonder where Lumpy is now. You know, or maybe, maybe, or maybe he maybe didn't that survive is the slavery. Maybe, maybe Lumpy became that gladiator. Oh, uh, so before we sign off, just some some things that I'm worried about for Book of Boba Fett. Still, low probability of this happening. I don't want Han showing up. In yeah, any way, I don't shape, think or form. He, I don't think he will. Um, I would prefer that that he. I'd, I'd like to, them to develop these characters they have now. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have Boba Fett as your anchor towards like, you know, the 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 core series. So leave him as the anchor anchor and develop other characters around him for sure. Like you don't yep. need you don't need these guys anymore. Like you know, and I think this is what what you've said along and and I agree totally. Like 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 Marvel, you can take Shang Chi. Or Guardians of the Galaxy, like very, they they were pretty niche comics in their time, right? Mm-hmm. Particularly Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't think had much. You know, the cosmic oh. Marvel was never super popular, and they made it into a massive franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy is massive now; they have their own video game, all that kind of stuff. Shang Chi is going to follow in that in that in that route, like you know, the highly successful debut film made money during the pandemic, that kind of thing. And they just let them, they don't bring in Captain America into these movies. You know what I mean? Like they just let them have their space and grow it from there. And that's what Star Wars needs to do. Like you, we don't need to like just have patience that these characters are going to grow and, and, you know, become, you know, favorite characters in their own right. And don't shoehorn, Lando Calrissian, don't make Lando Calrissian show up. Oh, you just, you just made, you just made my heart sink. Um, I, I, I know he wrote the first two episodes. I don't know if he writes the subsequent ones. Is uh, John Favreau has his hands all over Book of Boba Fett mm-hmm. still? You can um, trust him. I, I think so. And 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 Robert Rodriguez, I think, is directing the episodes i'm not uh, do you know how many episodes there are is this another six to seven episode run yeah i think so yeah yeah i imagine it's probably six uh, i haven't looked but uh yeah one one thing one thing i did i did want to talk about uh very briefly uh before we before before we um uh call it call it an episode our first episode of season three is that i i am really enjoying the exploration of the Tuscan Raiders and their and and their rituals and their way of life. I, I think it's this is what I mean. Like this is like you don't know anything about these these guys, but they're in like tons of the movies and tons of the video games and stuff. Let's let's find out more about them. Why not? We you, you've got this whole universe that you've sort of set the table for. So let's start branching out and telling the stories of like you know some of these other uh you know some some of these you know aliens or 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 characters who get like you know FaceTime every now and then but don't get a lot of uh in-depth exploration so i really liked that this episode this most recent episode in particular i really liked i really liked that he goes on a vit that they put boba fett on a vision quest to find his own gaffy stick you know like <laughs> <laughs> like he, like they're just like these stupid like i had a star i had a tuscan raider i think he was even called sand per, sand people back then i had a 
I had an action figure and it came with a gaffy stick and you didn't think anything of it. It's just like a stupid stick that they fight with. But mm. no, no, it's it's actually like to get your own gaffy stick, you got you gotta go through this. You gotta snort this ordeal. lizard. You have to, you yeah, have to you snort gotta, this lizard. Yeah. You have to snort a lizard, let it live in your brain. <laughs> go find a branch. And then and then like, you know, the their weaponsmith. Uh, we'll we'll show you because because he did a lot of the like Boba Fett did. No, I think he did all of it. Yeah, yeah. Teach you how to make the little barb at the end and make the hook, and then at the end you're like, that's a pretty cool weapon. And well, crap, you know, it kind of it's kind of like the the Hanzo Hatori of of staff <laughs> of staves, right? Like it's pretty cool. Do, 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 yeah, but but he, but the weaponsmith's not a sushi uh, chef on the side. Uh, I I I I agree. Um, love that. I loved how they introduced it in Mand in Mandalorian with the um, how he was able to communicate with them with mm-hmm. sign language. I thought that was a great introduction to that. Mm-hmm. And they continued with it. Now Tim, who plays uh, Boba Fett, um, who also played Django and all the clones. Uh, in the prequels he is actually maori i think and i think that ritualistic dance at the end was probably inspired by something maori related mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and even the gaffy stick itself like looks like the weapon of a maori warrior as well yeah no it's uh it's, it's- especially in the new one because i think in the, in the original new hope it was more of a like a proper staff like a walking stick yeah this one Versus, is definitely, definitely more, more martial looking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. And like, you know, you find out that there's, and you're like, well, why are these kind of Tuscan Raiders kind of chill? Even though they did beat the crap out of them in the first episode, <laughs> they seem kind of chill and, and, you know, patient, willing to listen to, to them and stuff like that. And then you find out it's because like, you know, which would make sense. There's different, you know, there's different tribes of Tuscan Raiders and some of them are, you know, bloodthirsty or, you know, I think, I think he said that some of them make their living by killing people. Yeah. And then they're one of the ones that sort of are just, just farming for farming for those black melons, you know, just trying to, (laughs) just trying to get by living in yurts. Trying to yep. trying to find stuff to drink, yeah, exactly. But they 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 had the task right because same thing with Boba Fett, right? We in the movies he was just some dude in the background had a few words. Mm-hmm. Mando in with Tim, um, they gave him a bit more of a character. You kind of started liking him. That was the big thing that they need to get him over, right? They need to get Boba Fett over so huge, like mm-hmm. get the audience behind him, sympathizing with him, liking him even more so. Not you know because he's cool and he does badass things. Um, and I think they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 and, and you know, like I said, the relationship with him and the Tuscan Raiders. I don't know if they're going to continue with that format of continuous flashbacks because it's what it's been two episodes. I assume mm-hmm. that they're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Where he has he these dreams in the back to tank mm-hmm. <laughs> that he's yeah, recovering yeah. in. Um, but I, 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 you know, not not totally surprising that they would kind of do some of that flashback to fill in the gaps. 
Um, the only thing that I'm a little disappointed on so far is uh, is Fennec. She mm. seems very one-dimensional right now, just being Boba's muscle. Yeah. Yeah, it would be good if she, they give her a bit more, because um, I like her a more lot. More to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, she had a lot to do in during The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. but now it's kind of like, eh, she's just kind of like off to the side, look angry all the time, mm-hmm. offer advice that mm-hmm. he may probably ignore. <laughs> it's like Mr. Worf, right? <laughs> I'll take that in consideration. I just yeah, won't exactly. I'll take that under advisement. So I hope they do more with her character. I know. Yeah, it, I do too. I know, the, I know the book. I know the title's Book of Boba Fett, but still, yeah. like, yeah, you're better off doing it as a, uh, not a not a buddy cop movie, but like something a bit more with her. Let, let's see some more from Ming Na Wen. Yeah, she's yeah. a good actress. So yeah, yeah. She, you know, and she proved that she, you know, that whole action genre she can do. So. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely but uh season three curtis we're back oh you know what here's a funny story i tried to get us and this is just more of a slag towards amazon and how i think next episode we'll talk about the super villain theory of the <laughs> all right yeah um i've been trying to get us onto amazon podcast i i think it's part of their audio section it's been about a month and a half Still can't get us on there. And then I realized who's getting their podcasts off Amazon anyways. And I just basically abandoned it. So mm-hmm. you can catch Curtis and I weekly <laughs> on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Really, you know, the two main ones that you want to get your podcast from. I believe Spotify actually has ratings now on their podcast. So if you are a subscriber and, you know, please on Spotify, give us a rating. People will find us that way. But we're, we're really big in Russia last year, right? Yeah, I, I'm hoping that that I haven't heard in a while. I'm hoping that we still are. Yeah, I, I you know we we want to continue trending there. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think I, I think I think that that our sensibilities really appeal to the to the Russian uh, sense of humor. To be honest, so yeah, yeah, and I, I'm I'm very excited for us for season three. Anyway, so you know, gotta get out of that sophomore slump. That's right. That's right. Hey, man, I, I, I think I think I think we hit our stride in our sophomore year. I mean, we had the eat more episode. Oh, yeah, we'll have to set up our, <laughs> our next eating episode. Well, thanks for listening. And just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. While I'm working from home.